Hi guys, welcome back to another installment of the To Kill a Mockingbird podcast. I'm your host, Olivia, and this is episode three. This week, we're going to be switching things up a little bit. Instead of analyzing chapters, I'm going to be talking about some personal connections I have with this story and my opinions about some of the characters. We're also going to have a special guest at the end of the episode, so make sure to listen to the whole thing. Let's get started. All right, so our characters in chapters 12 through 15 include Calpurnia, Scout, Jem, Atticus, and Dill, or at least that's who I'm going to be focusing on. Although they're characters throughout the book, they're obviously included in these chapters as well, so I'm going to be talking about them. So to begin, let's discuss Scout and Jem, everyone's favorite pair of siblings. Individually, I don't love Scout, but in chapter 15, she really got her time to shine. I think Harper Lee did a great job in portraying Scout's innocence by writing out her little speech in chapter 15, which Scout doesn't even realize the effect of until later in the chapter. I also really like Scout when she's paired with Jem, who's one of my favorite characters in the novel. He's just very relatable to me as an adolescent, and I sympathize with him, and I understand his conflicting emotions towards his family and his need for alone time. I feel like every teenager relates to that in some way. Next up is Dill, who's honestly, he's just kind of there. He doesn't really add that much to the plot, although I did like a moment he and Scout had at the end of chapter 14, in which he talks about his dysfunctional family and the feelings of rejection they leave him with. Another less relevant, shall we say, character is Calpurnia. Although I admire her strong sense of self, and I really enjoyed reading her conversation with Scout and Jem about differences in language between races, she isn't featured in the novel a lot, and when she is, she doesn't really say anything of value. Last is Atticus, who is my absolute favorite character in the book. Strong-willed and wise beyond his years, Atticus is one of the few reasons I enjoy To Kill a Mockingbird at this point. He seems like the type of person who would buy homeless people a meal, or maybe who would become a foster parent and help children get over their feelings of rejection and betrayal from their birth parents. Anyways, moving on from those oddly specific examples, I want to talk about some personal experience I've had with racism and prejudice. Most of my experience with racism comes from real-world events I heard about on the news, such as the recent murder of George Floyd. So, I'm going to be enlisting some help today. Please welcome our special guest, Matthew Miller. Hi, thank you, Olivia. Okay, this is my mom's boyfriend, Matthew, and he's going to be talking with me today about his experiences with racism and prejudice. So, do you want to say anything before we begin? No, um, just get started. All right. (laughs) So, can you tell me about a time that you saw somebody be racist towards somebody else? Uh, Yes, definitely. Um, So, as a white man, you know, no one's been racist to me, obviously. So, just to get that out of the way, in case the listener doesn't know. But um, I was trying to think of an experience that was more when I was younger because the people, you know, you're 14. And I did think of um, a time. So when when I was a, like your age, 13, 14, I lived in this neighborhood called Linwood. And it was a town called Linwood, I guess. And um, it was mostly Mexican people where I live, Mexican and Mexican-American people. And... One day we were all at the park playing, like there was nothing happening, no fight, no, no one was breaking the law, I guess I would say. And there were, you know, maybe 20 people at the park, various ages, mostly kids, not really any adults, basketball, just doing regular park things, sitting at benches and talking. 
just not happen to be at home, right? Because that's what you want to yeah. do. You can't do that anymore. But that used to be a fun thing to do. And three cop cars came up just out of nowhere. And nobody ran. Nobody was doing anything. I don't know. I don't know. I still... And they came and they lined everyone up um, to, like... They said they were looking for someone who fit a description, basically. And... I was the only white person at the park, and I remember as they were walking, they asked me, or they're sort of walking down the line, there was some were standing on the ends, and mm -hmm. one was sort of like, you know, and he asked what I was doing there, which I thought was odd, and honestly at the time, this didn't all dawn on me, I have to be honest, but, and I just said, I'm hanging out with my friends, and he told me to go home, and I did, I was like, okay, <laughs> and I left, because I don't want to get in trouble, not that I've been doing anything wrong. But I left and it didn't really even dawn on me till kind of as I was leaving. I didn't do anything like awesome, like say, oh, I'm staying, you know, with my with my friends or whatever. <laughs> I was just like, okay, officer, yes, sir. And I like left. And then later I was thinking like, wait a minute, like that wasn't right. And he, they did end up arresting a couple people that they'd searched who had maybe like marijuana on them. You know, no one was, no one had like a gun or no one had done anything. <laughs> but if I just think about like how disturbing it was now and in, in retrospect like that I was singled out to like be free and go and I didn't know what was going to happen to all all the people that were there so that was like an extreme case that's of a, racism I feel like I saw yeah I think that's a very good example where I got I benefited from being white yeah basically that day even though if they would have checked you know patted me down they wouldn't have found anything and I guess nothing would have ended up happening anyway but I benefited on that day yeah okay so that was an example of this next question as well but I'm still gonna ask it so have you experienced anything other than that when you've seen someone be prejudiced towards someone not it doesn't necessarily have to be racism but it can be can you clarify I'm sorry I don't understand prejudice towards somebody when i saw someone be prejudiced towards somebody mm -hmm. um like a different example yeah if you have one i feel like um definitely like i would see at work not where i work now it's totally mm -hmm. different but when i was like a construction worker it, it's i was kind of growing up uh, when you're young i guess things don't make as much sense but as you start seeing them over and over you realize that i feel like um people of color got looked over in construction for you know foreman positions maybe they were foremen were more critical of their their work sometimes mm -hmm. and sometimes in the moment like it's really hard to notice these things and you know but when you do it's like you got to make a decision about how you feel about it and what you want to do the next time I think and not be too hard on yourself like I could be yeah all right and final question so what what are your thoughts on racism and prejudice today do you think they're still around uh, yes very yes. much so and i know um it bothers me so much when people think racism's over because it's it's Definitely in a lot not. of ways and i you know i've lived 47 years and if i look back it's getting really overt again and I just remember a friend of mine came from, uh, he, he moved to Reno from Alabama, and he said the one thing he liked about the South is he knew who didn't like him, because people were, that were racist were just 
clearly racist and didn't like him and he, he didn't like how in what he called the north I don't know how Reno's the north but what he called the north he said people act like they like you but then you kind of sort of find out later that they act they're just being nice but they may they sort of are racist still they have like an underlying yeah and in a way he 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 thought that was worse because he liked just knowing what he was looking at and so that really opened my eyes a lot like to like something I don't even you know know about and just thought oh people talk to him one way to his face but then don't you know don't like him when he's you know yeah in reality but they're just being polite because it's you know what you it's have like to do it's like the norm now but people still have so, that those feelings they just don't display them right. as kind and of I, obviously yeah that really bothers me and um the other thing that a lot of people won't see but I definitely saw in construction and not all I don't want to say but if I was around just white people sometimes they might start using the n-word in a derogatory manner not like they thought they were doing hip-hop or something like yeah that n-word this that and you know of course I would say something because that's like the most disturbing thing you could hear and it would be like a thing but I would always be so offended that they thought it was safe to do that around me because you were because I'm a white guy with them and they're like oh we can just start and I even asked one guy once who acted like he was friends with a person we work with Bertrand and was like would you say that if Bertrand was here and he said well no and I said why don't you just always pretend like Bertrand is here and he was like kind of pissed for a while but he, he got over it but it's weird in a work environment because you can't you can speak out but you can't do anything really and maybe now you could maybe I should have said something to someone looking thinking back but I just felt like I just stopped it and then I was just like I don't know what to do you know yeah. you learn though I was a lot younger than I was in my 20s so it's but anyway I don't really seem to be around racist people as much as far as I know these but days. it's still a very active yes issue. oh my god look Which on Facebook at what's going on in um, Minneapolis and you can it's the way some people describe it whether they know it or not it seems very racist the way they're describing what's happening you know I would agree so all right well that is all for now folks tune in to next week's podcast where we're, we're gonna learn even more about to kill a mockingbird this is olivia signing off bye bye